0: Hello and welcome to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the kind sponsorship from Beyond. Founded by revenue management veterans from the airline and hospitality industries, Beyond is the leading revenue management software for vacation rental owners and managers. Listen in for the mid-episode break where you can find out how Beyond can help you and your vacation rental business. Let's get started. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, thanks, Mike. And today I am talking to Sarah Sokol of Little White Dog Properties and the founder of the Dogs Welcome Facebook group. And this is a group that has exploded over the past few weeks. And it seemed a good idea to talk to Sarah about the idea behind the Facebook group and why she is so passionate about welcoming dogs at vacation rental properties Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. I'm super delighted to be back here with you. It's a bit windy here today in Alabama. I was asking my friend Jodie Bourne this morning if she remembered a program way back, I think it was back in the 80s, called Blake's Seven. And it was it was a sort of sci-fi show, loosely based on Star Trek. I think it was a British one. So probably most of you listening in the US probably never heard of Blake 7. But the thing about that show is that it sort of had some amateur filming going on, even though it was on mainstream TV in England. And we used to call it the shaky spaceship show, because every time somebody closed a door, the whole set would shake. And that's what I've got here today. It's the shaky RV show. For anybody who is uh, watching the video of this, you're going to see, you know, a little bit of shaking going on in the background. We've got gale force winds today and some storms coming. So if I do a a quick disappear, that means I've headed off down to the tornado shelter. But hopefully things will go really, really well and you're going to enjoy the interview that I have today with someone I've, I've met relatively recently, just in the last few months, Her name is Sarah Sokol and her company is called Little White Dog Properties. And she rents a beautiful, beautiful property in Maine, right on the water. It looks absolutely gorgeous. I would love to go and stay there. I'll put a link to it, of course, in the show notes so you can go take a look. But Sarah is also a dog trainer and she has entered this niche of pet friendliness And along the way, she saw that there was a real gap in the market to match up people who want to bring pets on vacation with owners that are welcoming them. So, launched Dogs Welcome, a Facebook group, and it hit 2,000 Facebook members on that group within just a few weeks, which is an awesome, awesome achievement. So, I know that I did an episode on pet friendliness back in November. I talked to Sue Allen of East Ruston Cottages in the UK, who had developed her niche with her property management company in England, attracting pet owners. So that was about five months ago. But I think we need to revisit this because... The number of US and Canadian families now who have dogs in their homes is growing. You know, the pandemic puppy wasn't just a fly-by-night thing. People are still adopting pets. And in fact, I am adopting my own German Shepherd in a few weeks' time. Britta is coming from Cairo. You'll be hearing lots about that. If you're friends with me on Facebook, I will be posting so much about Britta coming. But yeah, I'm just another one of those people who feels the need to have a dog in the household. And with that, and also the continuing popularity of domestic travel, there are more and more families travelling with their pets. And I've been pet-friendly in my vacation rentals for years the majority of the owners that we have registered with our property management company will welcome pets too. And those that don't sometimes have a tougher time, particularly in the low and shoulder season. Of course, it depends where you are. It depends whether you're you know, in an area where people come with their pets. And I know that some of you are not. You're in beach areas where pets are not allowed on the beach, so people tend to not come or do leave their dogs at home. But if you are in that majority of properties that are in pet-friendly locations, then it really is worthwhile thinking about your options. And Sarah has a lot to share about the whole notion of welcoming pets into your home. She's going to be dispelling some myths, and there's a lot of myths out there because I hear this from owners all the time. So without further ado, let's just go on over to my interview with Sarah, and you can hear about it from her. Mm -hmm. So I am super happy to have with me today Sarah Sookal who is calling in from Maine. I have yet to go visit Maine. I've visited just about every state in the US but haven't visited Maine and Little White Dog Cottage or is Wiggleswick? Is it Wiggleswick Cottage Sarah? Is the one yes, I want Wiggleswick to go. Cottage. <laughs> yeah. Good. Love to have you. <laughs> It looks absolutely beautiful. And yes, I will. I'll be seeking you out to bring my pup to your house at some point in the future. But that's what we're going to talk about. We're talking about bringing pups, dogs to properties, being pet friendly and welcoming dogs. So a huge welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. I am really excited to be here, Heather. Well, this is going to be such a great conversation because for for those listeners who have tuned into previous podcasts where I've talked about being pet friendly, you'll know how pro I am of not just accepting pets, but about welcoming pets. And Sarah is blazing a trail at the moment with a new Facebook group called Dogs Welcome. So soon as you get off this podcast, that's where you need to go and get registered on Dogs Welcome. So you can see exactly how many people are out there, how many guests are out there looking for properties. Um, but first of all, Sarah, you know, tell me how you got into the vacation rental business and what's your business model, this, you know, the pet friendly niche?
1: Sure. So my husband and I were lucky enough to move to Midcoast, Coast Maine. 10 years ago now. And I mean, it was a dream come true being able to to live here. And when you move to a state whose motto is vacation land, um, you notice very quickly that there are a large number of vacation rentals in this state. Tourism is a huge business for Maine. And there are quite a number of people that I met once we moved here that own vacation rentals. And I'd always been interested in uh, real estate investment. And so we finally financially were able to purchase our first property and of all times, the spring of 2020. (laughs) So by the time we, (laughs) go figure it. So by the time we found the property that we wanted to purchase, it was uh, fall of 2020. We went ahead and purchased that property and it took us you know, a couple of months worth of um, renovations to get it to where we wanted to. And then we're open for business starting in the spring of 2021. So it's been a year since we have opened for business. I think my business model when we started is different than what the business model is now, a year later. I think for me, um, I've owned a couple of businesses in my life and for me with every business that I've had, My top priority has always been the customer experience, having excellent customer service. And, you know, what that looks like in vacation rentals is, is hospitality. Uh, So I think that was my primary focus was to just continue to provide as great of a customer experience that I possibly could to my guests. Now, you know, I, I knew as I was moving on through our first season that I wanted to find a specific niche in this market. And I couldn't figure out what that what that was. You know, we have one property and I couldn't figure out what I wanted with, you know, the intent to to hopefully be able to purchase more in the future. I couldn't figure out what I wanted that niche to be. And then in the fall of last year, we were voted best pet friendly lodging in the state of Maine by <laughs> Down East Dog News readers. And I was like, oh, my God, it's been staring at me in the face this whole time what the niche Is And that is to become pet friendly. I am my primary job is a positive reinforcement dog trainer. So dogs are my life. Like this is what I this is what I do every single day are dogs. And I really don't know what (laughs) took me so long to realize uh, that that was what the niche should be for the vacation rental. So once that happened, I kind of changed the business model and not so much that I took away the customer experience, but I included, you know, dogs as being that customer experience. And not that I hadn't prior to, I certainly was pet friendly from the get go, but I think the shift in my mind was to move from being pet friendly to really welcoming dogs and really encouraging people to travel with their dogs and embrace that. And so I made a multitude of changes to amenities and and policies and those types of things to really fully embrace being a property that welcomes dogs and hopefully encourages people to feel comfortable and safe bringing their dogs with them on vacation.
0: I'd mentioned in the introduction that the whole pandemic period has created, uh, you know, a lot more pet families the pandemic puppy was, you know, a bit of a meme at one time. I know when I was looking for, I I lost my 15 year old black lab last April and then went out looking, Mm. you know, after a few months thinking I've got to get another dog. And there was nothing in that, no dogs in the shelters. And when I spoke to the shelters and they said, you know, people are still adopting dogs at a high rate although i do hear now that you know some of those little pandemic puppies the, the actual puppies now that they've become real dogs are being returned to the shelters which is 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 such a sad thing to happen mm-hmm. but yeah. uh, but so many people you know still have these pets and they've become part of the family and now realizing that you know when they've gone vacation they've got to take them with them i mean I, I i i'm actually going to europe in the summer so we use an organization called trusted house sitters and I'm not going to put a link to Trusted House yeah. Sitters in the show notes, because if anybody's listening who is truly never, ever, ever going to be pet friendly, then it's worthwhile being able to send a link to something like Trusted House Sitters. This, this is where people come and sit in your house and look after your pets and look after your home while you're away. And it's, it's an absolutely fabulous. Organization but yes That's wonderful uh, I'd never heard of them before have you not it, they, they're really uh, it, no it, it's a matching service for people who travel around the world absolutely no cost they will come and stay in your home for free. And look after your pets wow. and look after your home. And we've had six different house sitters come and stay in the past couple of wow. years and made friends with most of wow. them. You know, you meet them on the day they arrive and then you go off on vacation and they send you pictures of your pets every single day. And, and they're in That's really wonderful. good hands and they water your plants as well. <laughs> That's a bonus. So it, meets, it actually meets the needs of people traveling around the world and they, yeah. they, they get their accommodation for free wherever they go. Wow,
1: that's fantastic. Wow, that's such a super cool thing.
0: Yeah. So, so you know, for, for those of you listening who aren't going to be pet friendly, I'm sending you to Trusted House Sitters because that's something you can recommend to the people who want to come to your property and can't bring their pets. So, now a little bit of an aside and a plug for Trusted House Sitters because I love the organisation. So, whew, Sarah, why do you think that people should Welcome pets. I think we've probably we've probably just covered this, but uh, what are your thoughts on encouraging more people to do this?
1: Yeah, so you brought up the pandemic dogs and the pandemic puppies, and that is, I mean, that is a real thing. As you know, someone who works in the pet industry the last two years have been insane, Um, for my dog training business, 23 million Americans adopted pets in the past two years during the pandemic. I know, isn't that, it's an insane number. Um, the total number it's, it's insane. The total number of households in, in the U S that have pets is 69 million. So This is a, these are travelers. This is a huge number of people in the U.S. alone who are households with pets. And I can tell you that, a lot of these these pet guardians are don't want to leave their pups at home. They want to take them with them, um, especially a lot of the ones that got these dogs in the past two years during the pandemic. They haven't gone many places the past two years. They're not working uh, in the office anymore. They are at home a lot more. And, and so these dogs are used to being with their families, I think, a lot more than being left alone. And so you're seeing you're seeing people who don't want to board their dogs when they travel. They want to be able to take them. So if for no other reason there's a massive base of travelers that have these animals that they want to be able to share their family vacations with i'm gonna i'm not you know for those of you who are listening and don't you know enjoy animals and don't enjoy pets i'm not going to tell you to do this you know if you're not comfortable with those with animals or dogs then don't take them but for those of you who are on the fence you know this is a really nice opportunity to tap into a market that I think that there is, uh, there's not a lot of vacation rentals that are pet friendly. At least, it's not as many as there are. There aren't. One thing I've noticed in this Facebook group that I started is, as it grows, and and it's still in its growing, <laughs> early growing phases, but as it grows, more people are recommending hotels. And I think that there are a lot more hotels that are embracing being pet friendly because they recognize that there is a need out there. So this is an opportunity for vacation rentals to kind of step up and say, hey, yeah, we can absolutely welcome these animals as well um, and embrace all of those
0: travelers that are looking for a nice place to stay with their dogs. You made a great point there about hotels and and I we, we're down in Alabama at the moment. We went home for Christmas, back, drove back to Ontario, you know, as you do, two days of driving <laughs> to go and visit the grandkids <laughs> at Christmas and had to stop a night. You know, it's twenty twenty four, twenty five 24, 25 hours of driving. So we stopped a night in Louisville, Kentucky. And of course, I you know, we, we're, we're travelling with the dog. We want a one night stop. And amazing how many hotels are welcoming pets now, mm-hmm. and yes, yeah. yeah, and and some somehow, yeah, ris- and I think the welcoming word is but, huge, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. yes, 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 welcoming with yeah, um- so yes, they're they're going have restrictions the same
1: as a vacation rental is, but it seems like more and more of them are they're putting dog bowls in the room and mm-hmm. they're and they are providing beds, and it's not just you're not just getting the smoking room anymore, you know that they're really embracing embracing being being pet friendly.
0: Yeah. And, and I think if, if you've got hotels in your area and you're not pet friendly, then you may be missing out on people who are wanting to stop with their pets. So I, I think we're making the case here that, and you're absolutely right, this is for people who are sitting on the fence. And I, and I hear this a lot from owners as I, you know, I've got a property management company. I go and visit owners all the time, new owners, and have exactly the same questions from them, unless they are, you know, they're up front and say, we will accept pets. I will ask the question, you know, would you do this? Because 70% of our guests bring a dog. They come out of the city of Toronto. And so they're not traveling internationally. And they're bringing this pet that's probably sat in a condo for the last two years. And they, they want to get out in the country with their with their pets. And the owners often, the first thing that they will say is, but won't they damage my place won't they trash my place they'll pee everywhere so can you address some of these concerns and perhaps myths of being pet friendly that these owners have
1: yeah absolutely so i think that being a vacation rental owner host you are always going to run the risk of anyone damaging your property i think that's that's just something that kind of comes with with this in this industry sure a dog can create damage so can a human and it's funny because i've seen a lot in the facebook groups of people complaining about dogs causing some damage but i've also seen just as many posts of humans causing some damage i had you know a situation last year i had guests with pets and without and the one time i did have a situation last year that involved urine <laughs> it was not related to a dog you know so i think that dogs will sometimes get the the blame because it's an easy thing to remember move. We can take dogs out of, we, we don't have <laughs> to take them. Right. And so they, it's very easy to just say, okay, well, you know, the dog caused this damage. I just won't take dogs. We can't do that with humans. This human causes damage. I won't take people that, you know, that just closes our business. Right. So I think it's just an easy thing to remove. And they, they take the blame a lot of the times for just, you know, damage that sometimes just happens regardless of whether it's happening by a dog or it's happening by a human. I think that sometimes too, being a host that is welcoming dogs also means providing things in your vacation rental that helps your guests who are traveling with their dogs be able to keep your vacation rental clean and prevent it from being damaged. So doing things like providing, like I do, covers for the, cou- the couches and the beds. I have, I have a whole giant bag of blankets in the closet for them to put on the furniture so that the dogs are welcome to be on the furniture helps keep the furniture safe from hair and scratches and those types of things. I have a vacuum that I provide in my vacation rental. I don't tell people they have to use it, but it is there in case they want to use it. Having an outdoor hose close to the door where you can hose the dog's feet off before coming in and, and maybe even, you know, asking, for your guests to do things like that to kind of help prevent any sort of excess dirt of coming into the house. But I also will tell you this, that my personal experience working with dog guardians in both of my businesses is that people who have multiple dogs or even people who have a single dog and want to travel with their dogs These are people who are, generally speaking, they're pretty responsible pet guardians. They want to be able to continue to travel with their dogs. They want to be able to continue to take their dogs' places with them. And they know that if they allow their dog to chew your furniture and, you know, pee all over the place, that they're not going to be welcome back. So I think they take that responsibility pretty seriously. So I think that as a host, as long as you're kind of providing them with some tools to help them um, make those good choices, like the blankets on the sofa, like the, you know, providing a vacuum cleaner and those types of things, that they're more likely to use those things. But again, I I give them a lot of credit. Travelers with pets, generally speaking, uh, they want to keep traveling with their pets. And so they're going to, and often the case for me was that they left the property immaculate when they left, just absolutely perfect.
0: This is what we've found as well, and and I've said this I've said this to prospective owners a, a, a lot. That people who travel with pets tend to be more responsible than people who travel with children. And it's interesting actually looking at your, at your Facebook group, the 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 pet guardians who are on there are posting photos of their pets, and they're so proud of them. And they you know they they just post about how wonderful these these dogs are. You don't actually see people posting many pictures yeah. of their kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, its <laughs> it's true. they everyone, people are proud of their dogs. I will tell you that everybody thinks they have the best dog in the world, and everybody totally does. And not only that, Everybody wants everybody else to acknowledge the fact that they have the best dog <laughs> in the world. And so, you know, being able to provide a, a traveler with a property that says, "Hey, your dog is welcome. We love your dog. We want your dog to be happy. We want your dog to have a good time." Makes them feel so good because these animals are such important members of their family. And you're right. That's one of the I think the cool things about that group is, you know, I yeah, it's geared towards connecting travelers and hosts, but but people are they like showing off their dogs and saying, you know, aren't, look at my family. We're so happy to be here. Um and I think that just goes to to kind of show you even more how important these dogs are to, to these to these people when they're traveling. they they're they're everything to them.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to move on in a moment to uh, to ask you what the pet owner's expectations are of a rental and how you exceed those. But uh, just before I do that, I want to move on over to just a word from our sponsor, Beyond. And I spoke to Ryan Saylor of Beyond over a period of a, of a week or two and asked him a number of questions that people are expressing about dynamic pricing and revenue management. So let's just go on over just for a second and talk to Ryan. So happy to have Ryan Saylor from Beyond back with us again. And he's going to tell us today how Beyond's dynamic pricing works. Big question Absolutely. for a short space of time.
2: Yeah, totally. But as a, as a baseline, we really read what's going on in the market from all angles. So the online travel agencies, direct booking websites, inventory supply, everything that's going on in the market, and really figure out what we can price for your listing. We understand that each property and in, in short-term rental property is completely unique. So you use a, a base price on your listing to really assign a certain value. And then from there, our pricing engine and algorithm updates every single day based on how the market's changing. So if we see something going on way far in advance that looks like an event that's going to shape up to be pretty big that we've never seen in the market, we know to price your listings a little bit higher ahead of time and get you that higher rate. We also know and can read in the market when to lower your pricing and be able to make sure that you're competing with your your neighbors and other properties in the area to make sure you can stay occupied and booked when it normally might be more difficult to do so. So it's really all about balancing the highs and the lows, but we're pulling in so many different data sources because ultimately, guests in your market are looking at all of these different data sources and booking your properties there. So that's what feeds our pricing algorithm and ultimately pushes prices out to channels or your property management system from beyond pricing.
0: That's a great explanation. Thank you so much. Okay, so I'm back with Sarah Sokol of Little White Dog Properties. Tell me about the little white dog. Ah, the little white dog. His name is Milo. He
1: is my, what do they call them? Heart dogs. He's, I've had, you know, we, we have three dogs. So don't tell the other dogs that he has two businesses named after him. But he's, uh, he's kind of just the most special little dog in the whole world. I, I, my, my dog training business uses him as a logo, and it's in a way named after him. And so when we decided to start the vacation rental business, we had no choice but to, to name it after <laughs> him as well. So he's a pretty special guy.
0: <laughs> so if you were taking Milo with you with, with your other dogs to a, to a rental property, what would you expect and what would make you super happy if that host exceeded those expectations? What would they be doing to make it even better?
1: Yeah, I think I what I'd be looking for first and foremost would be a property where I didn't feel like I had to validate my dogs in order to bring them or prove that they were you know house trained or something along those lines. I'd be looking for a property that didn't have a ton of restrictions or limitations. I, one of my dogs is a giant breed. He's 165 pounds. Mm. So finding a property that yeah <laughs> that finding a property that would welcome you know him would would be really important. So I kind of avoid anything that had a a whole lot of restrictions. And I think, you know, welcomed is the right word. I want to feel like my dogs are welcomed if I'm going to be taking them somewhere, not where I need to be walking on eggshells, trying to make sure that everything is a certain particular way so that I don't get, you know, banged with a whole bunch of extra uh, charges or fees when I'm leaving. For me personally, as a host, as I said before, I I really want people to know that I think their dog is special and so providing dog amenities is really really important sometimes I worry I'm focusing a little bit too much on the dog amenities and not enough on the human amenities but I partner with a local pet supply store and I provide some goodie bags for the doggy guests that I have Um, And they, you know, I provide, you know, poop bags and waste stations and all of those types of things that, again, help them make really, really good choices as far as keeping the property clean for other guests. But I really, yeah, I think that a property that it welcomes with open arms, the fact that I don't charge a pet fee, I think is really big as well. I think that's another statement that I can make that says, I want, we want your dogs here, not that we're just going to be tolerating your dogs and want to make a few extra bucks off of them. I also have not only the the pet goodie bags, but I have a lot of fun things for the dogs around the property to do. I have some dog agility equipment that I think that people enjoy and like to use. I provide a number of dog bowls. I have an airtight container for dog food to help keep the food fresh and, and not worrying about bugs getting into the food at all. I provide all sorts of puzzle toys and food enrichment toys for my dog guests to use I also provide cuz I'm you know I'm an educator um as a dog trainer I'm always trying to educate people so I slipped that in a little bit in my business by I have three books on in the property for them to refer the humans to read, obviously, not the dogs. One on canine enrichment, one on dog training and one on dog body language. So I figure if anyone's sitting around on vacation, I can educate them a little bit as well. But, yeah, I think I think the word is welcome. I would be looking for a property that I would feel welcomed bringing my dogs and not and not just tolerated.
0: Yeah. You you mentioned pet fee and As a company in in our area of Ontario, we're among probably a dozen or more other property management companies. We're the only one that doesn't charge a pet fee. And and we hear this all the Mm. time from from guests who say, I love the fact that you don't do this. You're not taking extra money. Well, we actually are because the the pet fee is built in to the cleaning fee but the right. guests don't see it as as another line item and and we right. know how these line items can can all add up particularly if somebody's coming through verbo or, or airbnb uh, and you see all those listed so my my view has always been the less line items the better you know the you, the price mm-hmm. what you see is what you get plus the tax obviously you've got to add the tax on right and you're in agreement with me on that idea of not yeah, charging 100%. A pet fee. Yeah 100% yeah uh-huh.
1: A hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Cause we don't, we don't charge extra for kids. So. Right. Yeah. Why, why do this? And I don't know if maybe you, 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 I think you probably would agree with me that when you charge a pet fee, people think that that will cover them for everything. So if they don't clean up after their pet and they don't get that vacuum out, well, that's okay because they've already paid extra for that cleaning to happen. So when you're charging it for extra cleaning, why would they leave it in a clean state because they've paid for it to be done?
1: Absolutely, and I think it also opens the doors for the the people that have non-shedding breeds, right? So why should I have to pay a pet (laughs) fee if my dog doesn't shed? So it, it kind of eliminates all of that back and forth as well uh, as, you know, or if, if we do, do we get, re, you know, do we not have to pay as much of a pet fee? I think that mm-hmm. it, just, it helps eliminate a lot of that kind of back and forth as well. Yeah. And, I, and, and it goes along with the, the dogs are welcome thing. I mean, the dogs are welcomed. I don't, I'm not looking to make any additional money off of having your dogs there. I want your dogs to enjoy their vacation with their humans.
0: Um, I just want to come back on something you said earlier, that you have a dog that is 165 pounds. Now, I sometimes have to have to talk to owners and who are perhaps a little bit reluctant to accept pets. And they'll say, "Okay, I'll I'll accept pets, but I'm going to have a weight limit of 40 pounds. And you do see this in some hotels. Can we address this? Because I I would say to, to an owner, they've all got four legs and they all poop regardless of, and I actually quite (laughs) like a large dog. This, this sounds weird. A large dog poop is easy to see in the grass. So if somebody misses one, you can pick it up. Um, (laughs) These these tiny dogs. So true. Yes. (laughs) So true. So true. So true.
1: Yeah. There is definitely a stigma about large especially extra large i would call my my he's an irish wolfhound i would call him extra large for sure and i will tell you not only from personal experience of having and sharing um, my life with a giant breed but also working with giant breeds as a dog trainer, they are the easiest dogs because the larger they are, the more energy just moving around is going to require. (laughs) Um, And so generally speaking, these giant dogs are actually just giant couch potatoes. They're laying around and not doing a whole lot anyhow. So as far as it is any sort of limitation based on size, generally speaking, the bigger they are, the the less active they are. But yeah, 100% with what you said that they've got, you know, they've got four legs, they're gonna, they're gonna poop, they're gonna shed, it's not the size is not going to make a difference when it comes to, to how what their impact is in your home. Uh, so I would that that's definitely something that if you are considering allowing dogs on your property, welcoming dogs on your property, I would also encourage you to not have a size restriction, especially when it comes to the really, really big dogs, because really they're not any more trouble, not that any other dog's going to be a whole ton of trouble, but they're not going to be any more a problem for you than an average-sized dog
0: or a smaller dog. I have one owner who has the restriction the other way around. He only accepts large breeds. Oh, really? (laughs) Well, he's got three... I could see, honestly, though, I could see why. Yeah, he's got three golden retrievers himself, and... He, yeah, he doesn't want the tiny dogs running around. He 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 has the view that they that that they will be on the couches and on the beds and inside yeah. the beds. I yeah. um, but yeah, and I, know. I think there's
1: a stigma too of the barking too with the smaller the smaller dogs. But that's the first I've heard of that. That's yeah. really
0: that's really funny. <laughs> so, I had, oh yes, I've got one more question about poop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: This is all this is my daily life. I talk about poop. My husband's always like, Are you sending another email? Is there poop involved? Like (laughs) this is what I do. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, I've just I've just heard from from an owner and you know, we've got lots of snow here. They've been open for business in their cottage all winter. They've had guests come and go, and the snow is now going and is revealing all Ah. the poop because you know guests have been there the dog's been out it snowed overnight how do we encourage this is a a bit of a dilemma for us how do we encourage owners to pick up after their pets in winter when they think well that's okay because it's going to be covered up
1: nobody's going to see it it's like magic (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it doesn't Uh, go away (laughs) no it doesn't it's all it's the mud season here in Maine is is really when you're when you're a multi-dog household mud season here in Maine is a little bit scary my backyard's <laughs> a little bit scary i totally understand that <laughs> um yeah, I think that I think that setting expectations and providing, you know, an easy opportunity to be able to eliminate that waste would probably be the best route to go. So making sure that we, you know, little things like I have in my in my um, welcome book in my the, for the for the helm, there's no poop fairy. You know, I've got the little like meme that says there's no poop fairy in there. You know, it's our responsibility to make sure that, you know, we're keeping the property clean so that we can continue to welcome um, our guests with pets and, and, a, and a reminder that the snow is not the poop fairy, I think is probably a good, a good thing. I didn't think about putting that in my book. And in all honesty, we don't get a ton of guests in winter in Maine here. So it's not really been something I've thought much about. But yeah, I think just I think it goes along with anything. And that is just making sure that we're providing an easy way for them to, to remove it, right? So, providing an yeah. outdoor waste bin and for making sure that we've got those bags available, and then just educating, just letting them know that, that that it does eventually melt. That we do get summer here; the the grass does grow again, and it will it will show itself back up.
0: I I think I'm going to title this episode "There's No Poop Fairy." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get off that subject. How, how are you marketing your property, Sarah? How do you get out the, um, you know, all, all the information about being dog welcoming?
1: Yep, so I am really big I love social media for marketing marketing specifically specifically Facebook and so for me when I when we opened last spring I took advantage of the fact that I have a pretty successful dog training business and I marketed like crazy that I was pet friendly at the time I wouldn't call myself I mean I was welcoming but I had more restrictions than I do have now when I opened just because I thought it was supposed to. I thought I was supposed to have those restrictions and and as I said I learned that I did I could lift those and I didn't have to have those. But yeah, so I marketed a lot in dog groups on Facebook and that was a that was a big thing and to my clients, to my dog training clients who were who were wonderful and were kind enough to share my vacation rental Facebook posts and believe it or not the my first year in business I actually booked half of my bookings direct because of that type of sharing uh, from my from my business page so I think getting in if you're looking for to market a pet fen- pet friendly property getting in with groups who are who are pet friendly who are dog lovers is a really great way to market and again just making sure that you are saying as a property owner or as a host saying that we want your dogs there. That's what people want to hear. They, they want to hear that you want their dogs there. And so for me, that's important. I have in my listing description that I say something along the lines of, you know, vacations aren't just for humans, that we we welcome your dogs here with a maximum of four. And I'm pretty flexible on that maximum number. It's more of just a space inside type of thing that I'm always just want to make sure that we have enough space inside, depending on how many people are are, are going to be in the house, and we don't charge a pet fee, and I and that's right there on on the listing description, and it's often right front and center on my on my description on Verbo and on the front page of of my listing website, my personal website. Yeah, so I think that that's really huge. Is just is 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 rolling out the red carpet for the dogs and making sure that that's that is super clear, and then hitting up there and hitting up those dog people, where, wherever mm-hmm. you are marketing your your short-term rental business, which is a lovely kind of slide into the group, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yes, absolutely. Yes. Tell us about, about the group, why you started it. And just, you, you must be a bit overwhelmed with the response you've had and how quickly it's taken off.
1: Yeah. And shame on me. Like, why am I surprised at how (laughs) this got so fast, right? I should know better that these, these dog people are so passionate. Yeah. So in January ish, I was, I decided I was like, well, I need to find, I think I posted in your group, but what did anybody know of any, Facebook groups that were marketing towards pet friendly rentals and it was crickets, radio silence. I didn't get any responses. And I jokingly said, well, I'll take everybody's enthusiastic responses as a no and that maybe I need to start this for myself. And I, I tend to be a little bit of a mover and a shaker. So I did, and I and I started the my the the dog's welcome group with our goal is Primarily to connect pet-friendly vacation rentals with travelers who are traveling with their pets. It's called dogs welcome, but I've had a couple of people mention cats in there, and that certainly it. I'll, we'll run the gambit for for pets. I don't know what else people are traveling with these days, but any any properties who are taking any pets of all kind are welcome to post in there. Yeah, so it's I, I, the goal of it is to connect those travelers and those hosts because it seems like in a lot of the other Facebook groups I'm a member of, where where you are connecting, you know. By area i'm I'm in one in new england you know people are that's the first question when they're traveling with pets do you take pets do you take pets and then it's no and it's a lot of it's a lot of wasted time involved you know or maybe i'll take this or maybe i won't and there's this fee and that fee Um, so I thought the group would be just a nice way to kind of connect the people without having to go through all that rigmarole of, do you take pets and how many, and, you know, Mm -hmm. I have this and that. And, uh, and so, you know, I've posted in a couple of, of groups for hosts and we we got uh, some, some, uh, hosts that had joined. And then I decided that I know the, the person who admins the canine enrichment group on Facebook and they have a half a million members in their group. Like it's a massive group. So I was like, well, maybe we'll get a few they let me market the group in there and I posted the group in there and within 48 hours, we were up 1,500 members. So as of right now, we are a little over 2,000 members and that's two months into the group. I will tell you that most of those members are travelers. Mm-hmm. So this is a gold mine for hosts who are pet friendly. This is a great place for you to come and market your rentals because these people are looking to travel and, and, and because it's still a new group, And it's not as big as I think it's going to be. There are people, you know, posting that they are traveling to this area and they're not getting any response. They're getting other people who've traveled to that area saying, oh, I stayed in in this hotel and I stayed in that hotel. And they, you know, allow dogs up to this size and so on and so forth. But there's such an opportunity within the group for owners, hosts to be able to connect themselves that I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited. And the other thing I think that's really cool is everybody's really behaving themselves. (laughs) Like so far, I'm not having any trouble in the group. And I really think it's because dog people Are kind of awesome people like they really they really are fantastic people and everybody's been so friendly and so supportive of each other and and you know people are uh, you know they say they're looking in this area and they always attach a photo of their dog which they should I should make that like one of the rules you have to attach a picture of your dog when you're posting I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make that a rule for sure. <laughs> um, but so they, you know, then people are will They just comment on how how you know what adorable dog and look. It looks like my dog and and but they're you know they'll they'll also connect. They'll say, oh, I was there two months ago. Make sure you hit up this dog park. Make sure that you go to this cafe because they're dog friendly. So it's been where I I created it to connect those hosts and those travelers. It's actually exceeded my expectations in that it's actually connecting travelers as well and how. Helping them have as great of an experience as they possibly can when they're traveling to these areas because people who've been there before are making recommendations on things they should see and places they can take their dogs that they may not have found out about if it weren't for the group. So I am really, really excited to see where this group continues to go I'm a little scared um, but I will as far as just how big it can potentially get but I you know I'll take on admin help as needed obviously moving forward if that's something that I need to that I need to do but yeah it's been it's been amazing and I I really look forward to seeing uh, where it continues to go so uh, hopefully anybody listening any hosts that are listening to this uh, who would like to market to travelers who are traveling with their dogs please 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 feel free
0: to, to join the group we would love to have you guys and there will be a link to the Facebook group on the show notes. Or, or just go into just go onto Facebook and and type in dogs welcome. And that should take you to the group. Uh, I think you've done a fantastic job, Sarah. As, as you know, and as I said earlier, I'm welcoming my German Shepherd from Cairo in four weeks' time. Actually, four weeks today, I believe. Um, she will fly in and I'm going to. Check out everything you've. Do you have a? You've got a website for your dog training. I
1: do, and I also do. One of the things that came out of COVID was I do a lot of virtual classes now. So I would love to have you guys sign up for a virtual dog training class. Oh, that that would be that
0: That that would be super cool because I I might have. Now we've got the connection. You see, you know, you're going to get bombarded with questions. Yes.
1: That's totally fine. I welcome them. But listen, my, my job, my goal every morning when I wake up is to help make dogs' lives better. You know, it, as a dog trainer, that looks like me educating pet guardians with, with dog body language and what their dog's needs are and the best way to communicate and how they learn. And in my, in my vacation rental, it's in, you know, being able to provide an, an environment to, uh, to be able to have people stay and enjoy their vacation with their dogs. So I, I'm I, all, all for as many questions you want to shoot my way. I'm all, you know, that's what I do all day long is I just want to help dogs live their best lives. So I'm here for that.
0: I'm I'm ready to take on whatever you want to send my way. Well, that's brilliant. But in the meantime, everybody who's listening, go over to that Facebook page and, and start posting your properties. You know, this is, this, there's no cost involved here. Um, you just, uh, just go and make that connection with people that are, are looking for a vacation to, uh, to take their dog to. So, Sarah, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Just, you know, I, I love talking dogs. I love talking pet friendly. I think it's one of the best niches there is because the market is so huge. And, and I hope that Sarah has gone some way, if you were on the fence, to get you off it. And can people connect with you directly, Sarah, if they've got questions to ask about being more pet friendly?
1: Absolutely. Yep. Um, so my email address is hello at littlewhitedogproperties.com. Feel free to reach out through that. You can find me in the Facebook group as well. Dogs Welcome. As of now, I'm the only admin of that group. Um, so you're welcome to reach out. That way. We'll see how long that lasts. If you ask questions, Heather, maybe I'll let you be an admin
0: too. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd have fun with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. But yeah. Hello at
0: littlewhitedogproperties.com is my email. Well, that is brilliant. Thank you so much, Sarah.
1: Thank you so much, Heather. It's been so great to be here. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to
0: me. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. That was terrific. Just so much great information on the pet friendly niche. And I hope, you know, if you are on the fence about accepting pets, that uh, that's tipped you off on the right side. But please, if you've got any questions, get in touch with Sarah, go to the Facebook group, get yourself registered, ask them questions there too. You know, it'd be quite good if you're on the fence to, to actually get onto the Facebook group and ask questions that will be answered by pet owners, you know, and maybe they will help put your mind at ease about uh, about doing this. And my the one thing that came out of this that I, I thoroughly endorse is the no pet fee. You know, I've, I'm on a little bit of a mission to wipe out the pet fee because I really don't think it does anybody any favours at all. Anyway, that's my personal opinion. And, and I know it runs contrary to many others. So just putting it out there. So that's it for uh, another week. It's um, always such a pleasure being with you and, and knowing that you're listening to me when you're out running, hiking, doing a changeover at your vacation rental, sitting on an aeroplane, which seems like a lot of people are doing these days. So uh, you know, th- thanks, thanks for listening. And, uh, and of course, I'll be around again in another seven days to bring you more great information and great people. Thanks again for listening to this episode brought to you by BEYOND. For more information and to connect with the BEYOND team, visit vacationrentalformula.com forward slash BEYOND. Or simply click the link in the description section of this episode on your smart device. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.